0: You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's no huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart.
1: Let's focus on the future of Nick Falls and take you across the league with Frank Schwab of Yahoo Sports. Frank, thanks for taking the time. Let's start in Indy. The Colts have a head coach finally after Josh McDaniels backed out last week. It's Frank Reich making the move from Philadelphia. I'm the biggest Andrew Luck fan in the world, but none of us know if Luck's going to be fully healthy and that division's gotten much better. So how good of a job is the Colts' opportunity?
2: I just, it's impossible to say that right now because of luck. I mean, it's, how how do you even quantify it? You might be signing up to coach Andrew Luck and end up coaching Jacoby Brissett. I mean, and nothing they've said has been very positive. It's, you know, Hey, he's coming along, but he can't throw football yet. Really? Like it's it's been 14 months since he last played a game. I I don't know. I, I'd be very nervous. I, I mean, Look, any NFL job's fine. There's only 32 of them. If I'm Frank Reich, I'm not exactly turning it down if they offer it. But, yeah, I don't know exactly what he's signing up for. It's, it's impossible to say what he's getting into. Without Andrew Luck, that's not a very good team, not a very good roster. It's kind of a tough owner to play for at times. So, you know, if there's no Andrew Luck in the picture, or he's not the same Andrew Luck, it's it's, it's not as good of a job as it looks from the outside looking in.
0: You just mentioned not the same Andrew Luck. You know how sometimes we, we basically dock players or start gauging players on, on based on how they're healthy, you know, their health is. Sam Bradford, for example, there's many sayers that go out and say that he has a great technique. I mean, when he's healthy, he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the game but he can't stay on the football field, he becomes a liability. How do you start gauging Andrew Luck? Because over the last three years, he's missed 26 games and he was given $87 million bucks a few years ago. So how do you start creating a narrative around Andrew Luck if he can't get back on the football field?
2: Yeah, and that's a tough thing. I I, I always hesitate to call guys injury-prone or whatever because sometimes you just get unlucky. Sometimes just a hey, uh, – you, you, you know, fall the wrong way. Somebody falls into your leg. Well, whatever it is, you know, I mean, somebody's injuries is just bad luck. But yeah, the ability to stay on the field is huge. And look, they haven't helped him. I mean, he gets. We watched those games. We watched Jacoby Brissett this year. That offensive line just gives those guys a pounding. They don't protect those guys well enough. So we're looking at Andrew Luck and trying to figure out: okay, is he is he now a liability as far as staying on the field? I, I hope not, but. You know, the, like you said, the stats are there. The offensive line's not good. He's still recovering from this one. It's kind of a tough deal all in all. It's uh, it's not the, you know, it's it look, look like a very, very sturdy guy, but I think a little bit of the pounding he's taken is kind of catching up to him.
1: Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Frank, since Frank Reich has departed Philadelphia, let's talk about Nick Foles, one year left on the contract. Do you think he goes back to being number two on the depth chart with the Eagles, or is he an asset? And maybe the Eagles get somebody trying to blow him away, offering him a first-round pick, and he could be flipped and traded.
2: I think it all comes down to what they can get. I think if you can get a first, I don't think you will. I think if you can get a, let's say, high second, you got to really think about, hey, let's cash in on this. And if, I mean, the whole X factor of this is if Wentz is healthy opening day. And it's, it's, not a, it's, it's it seems kind of minor, but it's not. They're going to start three, four days ahead of everybody else because they play that Thursday game. So we don't know if, if Wentz is going to be healthy for week one, week two, week three. What if he's out a month? And then you're going to kind of kick yourself for trading Nick Foles unless you get a, a lot for him. I think we saw this season that, you know, the obvious value there is in having a really good backup quarterback. I don't think the Colts or the Eagles are going to just throw that away for a mid round pick. It's got to be a really, really good pick. Otherwise, they're just going to say, "Look, our quarterback's still hurt. We don't know when he's going to be back. We're not going to just trade Nick Foles for nothing just because we have to." They're they're going to be very prudent, I think, with Foles, and it's going to have to be a very good offer for them to pull trigger there.
0: Give me a take on Des Bryant. You know, he was in a system with Tony Romo where. You know Tony being considered as a gunslinger, similar to Brett Favre, someone he's idolized growing up, so where he would throw some of the balls up in the air and let Dez go and get it. Well, now it's more of that strategic-style offense, where it's the dink and dunk, where we see Jason Witten getting more catches. We see uh, Cole Beasley getting more catches. We see Terrence Williams getting more catches, to where now it looks like Dez Bryant is washed up. He can't get it done anymore. How do you think they deal with him moving forward?
2: It's going to be really interesting. I think Dez has lost a step, but that doesn't mean he's he's not a really good receiver still. And I just wonder, what does, what does that receiving core look like without him? Let's say, I mean, I don't I don't know if it's going to get to that point, but let's say he doesn't take the pay cut and they just decide, hey, this is too much money, we're we'll like to go. Who's the number one receiver? It's, is it 36-year-old Jason Whitten? Is it Terrence Williams who's really never stepped up when Des Bryant's been hurt or whatnot? Who are we going to get in the draft who's going to be that kind of a number one receiver? Who are we going to sign who's going to be a number one receiver? The free agency, is, is the last few years has been pretty weak at receiver because you just don't find number one guys out there. I just, you know, I think the Cowboys are in a position where they just really need to hope that Des Bryant takes his pay cut. And then, you know, he's still a number one guy. He's not a top five in the NFL guy anymore. But he can still be productive. He can still be good. It's just you got to temper expectations. And he, eventually, at some point, the Cowboys have to figure out a way to get, you know, a little more help around him. And maybe a guy who, who can't be his successor.
1: He scored Stewart, i on Brian Weber chatting with Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports. Frank, how much are you buying the Gronk retirement talk? I could see him in the WWE making bad movies like Brian Bosworth. But to me, this feels like a ploy just to get more money out of the Patriots.
2: I don't think it's that. I, he gets a lot of money. I, I don't know that Gronk is necessarily the type of guy who's that calculating. That after a game, he's sitting there thinking, "Hey, if I play this card, I'm going to get more money." I just think that, was, that that's who he is, and and I think he was being uh, straight up when when he was asked about it and said, "I I think everybody goes through that. If you're a football player at that age, that's taking that kind of abuse on your body, you start thinking." Got a lot of money in the bank. Do I want to do this again? I think at the end of the day, he will. He seems like a guy who genuinely loves football. He's still obviously great. I mean, he is still at the peak of his playing ability. So I don't think he's ready to step away yet. But yeah, I think you ask almost a lot of guys. I think you can ask a lot of different guys after their last game of a season, especially if it ends in a disappointment. Are you going to be back? And a lot of guys would maybe say, "I got to think about it." I don't know. I don't necessarily mean think that means he's going to be. You know, this is it for him, but. I do think he's thinking about it. If he does step away, look, I get it. It's it's he's taking a, a lot of punishment on his body, and he got to start thinking about: Hey, is this time for me to get out when I'm still, you know, able to walk away?
0: This seems like now Frank is the league for backups, right? When it comes to success, I mean, look at t- stories with Kurt Warner. Look at stories with Tom Brady, Nick Foles, Case Keenum. I mean, look at play. Look yeah. at Kirk Cousins when coming in for RG three. These two guys now are are probably going to be on the open market. I know for sure Kirk Cousins, but Case Keenum, um, of course, they're the most valuable one of the two, of course, we know is Kirk Cousins. But where do you see Case Keenum having a chance to go? Because there is some sound coming out of Denver that they're interested in. Yeah,
2: I've heard that too. I'm obviously based in Denver, and you've heard that name come up a lot of times when you talk to people. Um, I, I don't know if that's legit. I don't know if that's kind of – trying to get the word out, kind of negotiating against Cousins a little bit to, to drop his price, maybe. Because if, if Kirk Cousins is legit, he said many, many times Super Bowl week, I, I want to go for a winning team. Well, there ain't many winning teams looking for a quarterback, Kirk. <laughs> I mean, uh, it ain't the Jets, it ain't the Browns. So, I, I, but, the, but getting back to Keenum, I think, that, I think that Cousins' domino has to fall first because, like you said, he's the most valuable of this group. Once he's off the market... Then teams have to reassess. They, a team like the Broncos has to say, you know, we we got a really high pick. We we're probably gonna be able to draft a Josh Allen or a Baker Mayfield. Do we wanna do that or do we wanna drop I think I think Case is gonna get twenty million. I, I don't see why not if Osweiler got eighteen, if Mike Lennon got fifteen. After the year Case Keenum had, I, I don't know why he wouldn't get twenty. I, I still think he ends up with the Vikings. I, I just think it's hard for the Vikings to to kind of step away from, hey, we were one game away from a Super Bowl, let's change it up and bring in a different quarterback. I think that's really, really difficult. So I think he ends up there, but if he doesn't, yeah, I mean, just the way, the way he played, you're going to talk yourself into it if you don't have a quarterback, you're the Jets, you're desperate, you're going to, the Broncos, whoever, I think you're going to talk yourself into, hey, Case had a good year, let's let's give him that $20 million and see what happens. I, I don't know if that's right or not, but I, th- I think he's going to get paid. Like, you know, a, he's a top a top 10 starter, basically.
1: Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Frank, if we're going to count other people's money based on Jimmy Garoppolo breaking the bank, derived from seven career starts, five coming in San Francisco, how much money is Kirk Cousins going to make this offseason?
2: Oh, I assume 30. I've always assumed 30 because this is a really unique situation. You go back, I mean, free agency started basically 93 We've never seen a guy like Kirk Cousins hit the open market. You could go back and look at all the history. Every good quarterback who's hit the open market has either been way past his prime, injured, not very good, not as good as Kirk Cousins, or you know, the team has some backup plan in place, right? Hey, this, is not, this is just so unique where a guy who's 30 years old, who I think is a top 10, 12 quarterback in his prime, healthy, hits the open market. This just never happens. It doesn't mean Kirk Cousins is going to be the best quarterback ever or he deserves to be the highest-paid player in NFL history. But this situation is so unique that I think teams are just – this is a rare opportunity to fix your quarterback problems with just, hey, we're going to be spending a lot of money on one guy in free agency. It's a tough bill, when it is probably going to be 30 million or in that range, but I think that's what he gets now, What ha- I mean, the only thing that could really screw that up is, let's say he really is stuck on – I'm just going to go to certain teams that can win right away. Well, that cuts down your suitors. That All of a sudden that takes the Browns who have $110 million in cap room. That takes the Jets out of the equation. They're going to have 90-some million. If you start eliminating those teams, all of a sudden you're stuck with teams that might not pay you 30. But if Kirk Cousins just said, hey, high bidder, let's go, he could get 30 easy. I don't think there's any question about that.
0: Tell me about Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh. Um, does he get his deal done to where he can be – a stealer for life and actually retire there in the black and gold.
2: I don't know because he turned down a ton of money last year. I mean, for a running back, he was, he was basically going to break the bank. I, I mean, he was, they offered him for I, the first three years, whatever, how much much money it was. I can't remember, but it was going to, to clearly make him the highest paid running back in the league. They said, no, I'm worth more than that. I don't know how much more the Steelers can add on. And now he's got a season where he had a ton of touches I don't know necessarily if the Steelers want to invest in that. I mean, as much money as they're going to have to invest, I don't know that they want to do that. It's a tough situation for them, I believe. I, you know, you're looking at, again, and you go back, who has the money, who can who can afford to pay on Bill, what he wants to get paid? There are a few teams, so I think he's going to get paid by somebody, but I, I just don't know if I don't think it's, I don't know if it's Steelers. Or not. I know they want him back. In my back of my mind, I do think Le'Veon probably wants to be back because he's comfortable there, but it, it's a big, big investment they're going to have to make.
1: Finally, Frank, we're talking draft final hour of the program. I give you Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield. Which of those quarterbacks would you have the most confidence in?
2: I, I do like Baker. I really do. I, I, I guess I, I, I'm torn. I, I still think we're, we're early to process. I, I want to see the stuff that comes out of the combine and the workouts. I, I do think Darnold is going to be very good. I think I have a few more questions about Rosen. I don't think Josh Allen's going to be. I, I just, I just, I, inaccurate guys in college don't become accurate in the pros. It has never happened. But it is just, it just doesn't. I mean, that's the one fatal flaw and he has it. I think the, I'm like everybody else who has the, the hangup with Baker's height. I mean, how many guys were that tall? Yeah, Drew Brees it. yeah, Russell Wilson did it. Those guys are, are unicorns. They're, those guys are rare. There's a reason teams like guys a certain size to play quarterback. And, you know, drafting Baker, number one, when he's six foot tall, is a, it's tough. It's, it's a gamble. I think he's the best player out of these guys. But the size might affect him. I think Darnold, to me anyway, he's a total package. I think some of the things—the flaws in his game, like turnovers, he can fix. I think I picked, I think I picked Mayfield, but I think Darnold's a little safer.
1: Frank, as always, we appreciate the insights. As we say goodbye, I was jotting down some notes, and I think you're right, and we overuse the term literally, but in this case, you're using it with specificity. Literally, I can't think of anybody who had mediocre numbers like Josh Allen when it comes to precision and completion percentage suddenly becoming more accurate when he made it to the NFL.
2: No, it is. It's the Jake Locker thing. It's right. the Hackenberg thing. It's, it's hard. I mean, I don't know of anybody. Maybe I'm just missing it, but I've looked, and I can't find anybody who is miserably inaccurate in college and then became accurate in the program. That's the one thing that just, it just can't fix me.
1: And I was just in Seattle over the weekend, and they're still talking about what if Jake Locker had come out. Remember, he would have been the number one overall pick, and yeah. he was a flash in the pan in the NFL. Frank, we appreciate you taking the time to join us again on the NFL on TuneIn.